は渋谷、渋谷、折口は左側です。Hi, I'm Helen Butler from Johnson Alcock, and today I wanted to talk to you about the delightful The Cat and the City, Nick Bradley's literary debut that Atlantic have published on 4th of June 2020. So that's a pretty special book. In fact, that's one of my favorite books. It's, it's a little gem, and I think it can work on a very literary list. In fact, a lot of his translation publishers are Murakamis.、Um, but it also has a lot of commercial potential because, as the title says and you know, as the jacket shows, it's also about a cat. The cat really is, is an excuse here.、Um, the cat doesn't have a voice, the cat doesn't tell the story. It's not that type of book. It's more about the life of different people and the way they are interconnected by the cat. So, the novel is set in Tokyo,、um, obviously a huge mega city where everyone kind of feels anonymous. You have these very, very different people living next to each other, feeling and, and seeming totally disconnected from each other. But actually, they have all these tenuous links that you keep discovering chapter after chapter that brings them all together and intertwines all their life stories. And one of these links, one of the most beautiful links, is the cat, a stray calicot cat who walks around the city、um, and relates to them in different ways. The concept of the book is very much one chapter per character until you realize that they echo in each other's lives and reappear、um, maybe in smaller parts in chapters that come later on. Um, but actually, I'm going to let Nick explain the concept to you.、Um, so, here is an extract of his interview with Joe Wiley on the BBC Radio 2 Book Club in June. And where did this idea come from?、Um, it sort of came from, I suppose, it was when I was living and working in Tokyo.、Um, I used to commute to, to my office、uh, every day. And I used to see all these people on, on my route. And even though it's a huge city and there's so many people, Um, you would see the same people、uh, each day. So I started to, I started to like, make little backstories up about the people that I would, I would see on my, on my commute. And if they weren't around that day, I would wonder you know, what, what happened to that person. And then when I left Tokyo, I often wondered if anyone noticed, you know, wh- where did that strange looking foreigner disappear to? It's obsession as well, or fascination with cats. Um, that sort, I, I suppose that's, that sort of comes from Japan and cats, I suppose.、Um, it, it's difficult to tell really whether it came from the literature that I, that I read. So, Japanese literature contains lots of cats, or whether it was when I used to walk around in Tokyo,、um, there just are so many stray cats, like especially on this route that I used to walk every day.、Um, and so, I think when I first started writing about the city, I couldn't write. A street scene without a cat sort of appearing.、Um, and that, I suppose that's where the idea of the cat being the interlinking、yeah. figure came from. That's lovely.、Um, well, so I said at the beginning that it was one of my favorite books, and I really, really mean it. It has something very special, and I really believe that's the type of book that. We will keep selling in translation for years to come. That's the kind of modern classic that people will fall in love with 
over over time, like year after year. Um, I definitely won't stop pitching it. So you'll you'll hear about it again. Um, what I love about it is that it deals with things that could potentially be really sad and depressing, and and it doesn't shy away from very difficult realities. Um, but at the same time, it really brings a kind of poetic spin on things. Um, so all these characters are somehow in the margin of society. You have um, a translator who has moved into the city and doesn't really know anyone and somehow aspires to be seen for who she is by the person who really matters in her life but has never really had the courage to have the conversation conversations that she needs to have um, there is this taxi driver who's been looking for his brother there is um, a homeless man whose only friendship is really um, this, this stray cat um, there is a man who doesn't really leave his flat and who reluctantly befriends a child um, with like basically with a shared passion for Street Fighter 2. Uh, and actually that's, that's the one chapter that is sold in a manga section. Um, it's really cool. So all these people are, yeah, as I was saying, on the margins of society. Um, and the whole theme of loneliness, um, of feeling of not quite belonging, is really expressed and, and quite thoroughly researched here, but without without being too heavy. Um, and and actually, the, it, it's eventually quite uplifting. And I think that's the type of book that we need at the moment, all the more with the whole lockdown situation and what has been happening, where people really do feel the need to feel connected, even though we've been apart for so long. It's that even when they're totally on their own on, on the bus, there is someone just behind them whose feelings really echo theirs and whose life is actually crossing there in a very meaningful way. And they all find resolution in a way. It's also very, very playful, not just for that, but also in the way that it's it kind of brings a lot of literary references um, to international literature. You have references to um, the lady and the dog, for example, and, and um, but also obviously Japanese literature with the cat being such a, a big theme, uh, a literary theme in, in Japan. Um, and in fact, one of the chapters is a story within a story, um, a story written by one of the characters about um, a cat itself. And it's one of the most heartbreaking story um, that you can read, but really beautiful at the same time. It feature, uh, features a little girl. Um, so really, it, it has something special in there. Um, and it goes beyond the fact that, yes, you can market it with a cat on the cover and it will sell. It's different. And the fact that it has sold out um, on Amazon, even like within a day of being on there, that pre-orders were so big that Atlantic has already reprinted before the day of publication. Um, all of this in the middle of lockdown, when, when you know how hard it is to actually publicize books and and really get them noticed it does speak about how much of a, a little unique project this book is the way the cat is introduced in the book is obviously through the first story and it's again quite 
clever and poetic. The main character is a tattoo artist um, and he he's visited by um, a young woman who dis who wants to have the tattoo of the the entire city of Tokyo across her back. He tells her, well, that's going to take a huge amount of time, a huge amount of pain. And she says, you, you know, man, I'm paying, so just do it. So he does it and he goes about his work and he actually decides to put a little cat there just to, as a signature. Um, no people, nothing, just the city and one little cat in this tattoo. Um, and then something quite odd happens with the cat and you don't quite know and it's up to you to decide if if the tattoo artist is losing his mind or if there's something magical with this cat. And this happens a couple of times later on when the woman reappears and actually the cat reappears when you can choose to decide if it's slightly surreal or not. But this doesn't at, at all play between genres. It's It's just really subtle and playful um, and I would actually read that extract but um, Nick has already done it on um, the BBC book club so um, here is Nick reading the beginning of the book. was something Kentaro had always been good at. He could concentrate for hours at a time, the client usually asking for a break before he himself ever grew tired. When he was tattooing a customer, he threw everything he had into the task, and his work had always been highly praised by fellow artists. Naomi came to visit him over the course of several months, whenever she had the time, and he was always glad to see her. He had some super fine needles especially made by the best knife seller in Asakusa. He began inking out the entire city all over her back, shoulders, arms, buttocks and thighs. He started with the roads, the outlines of buildings, the rivers, tracing the outline before he even started thinking about the colouring of the tattoo. He had to complete the ghostly shell-like skeleton of Tokyo, and only once this was finished could he begin shading and colouring. The entire tattoo would take a couple of years to complete, and would require regular visits over that period, in which he would work on a portion each time. There was also the small matter of how much pain the customer could take in a single session. Once he had completed the outline of the city in black ink, he then faced colouring, the shading and the detail. He decided to start with Shibuya. Hmm, he paused and thought. What's wrong? Naomi asked, lifting her head. Oh, I'm just trying to decide whether to have people actually crossing the intersection at Shibuya, or whether to have them waiting for the green light. I don't want any people. What do you mean? She lowered her head back to the table and closed her eyes. I just want the city. I don't want any people. But it won't be a city without people. I don't care. It's my bag. It's my tattoo. I'm paying. Kentaro felt a twinge of pride. It was true that Naomi had paid regularly and was a good customer, but he was one of the finest tattooists in Tokyo. His customers agreed to his designs. They never told him what to do. His inner artist flared, but as the Japanese saying went, Kyakusama wa kamisama desu. The customer is a god. Well, she had said no people. Animals weren't people. 
were they? He smiled to himself and shaded in a small cat, two blobs of colour like a calico, just opposite the statue of Hachiko the dog in Shibuya. And then he went about his work. It was during the shading of the tattoo that Kentaro really began to lose his mind. When he was halfway through doing this, his eyes happened to pass over the Shibuya section of the city that he had already completed. He saw the statue of Hachiko the dog. His eyes carried on to the shopping streets of Harajuku. But then something clicked in his mind. He flicked his eyes back to the dog statue. The cat was gone. On that note, I'm going to leave you because there's really nothing else to add um, after this beautiful extract. Um, just a couple of additional info. Um, the, as I said, the book is published by Atlantic. It was preempted on the eve of the London Book Fair a couple of years ago. Uh, it is currently translated into six languages, um, Bulgarian, Chinese, Czech, Russian, French, Belfond, um, and Italian with Nord, which was actually a preempt. Uh, and we have a Slovak offer. We have quite a lot of major territories still available. Um, so many more things to come. And also film rights are free and with um, Emily at the Artist Partnerships as usual. The manga section included in the book is um, cleared for world rights. So um, yeah, it's a straightforward project uh, and really, really, I know I've said that before, a little gem that you know, if you don't buy it, at least you won't regret reading it for sure. So I hope you enjoy the book. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you.